Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we talk about how the world treats us like children. Let's get started. For any of my listeners who are used to some of the topics that we cover here on the JDR podcast, know that I somewhat avoid talking politics. And when I talk politics, it typically will sort of be a both sides. I I don't like getting into politics because it's so divisive in so many ways. So this episode, unfortunately, we're talking a little bit about politics, even though I'm not trying to specifically talk about any one party or any one people or any one leadership. This is kind of an overall political issue that we're finding all over the world. As the war between Israel and Hamas lingers on longer and longer and the hostages are still not being released, as many of my followers on the JDR.podcast Instagram site know, we've talked about the failed attempts at getting the hostages out and ending this conflict through ceasefires, temporary or the exile of Hamas and its leadership in order to end this conflict forever. But unfortunately, none of these have seemed to work. And as this issue drags on, not only is it difficult on everybody involved, but the political heavyweights are getting involved. And this is where the podcast today is going to get into some of the recent updates from this past week. For those of you who listened to my last podcast last week, we talk about how some countries are talking about the idea of recognition of Palestine with no preconditions. If you didn't hear this episode, you can go back and take a listen. As the 2024 American presidential election is around the corner, we see that politics are playing more and more of a role in the current situation in the Middle East. But not only in the Middle East, in the way that we're dealing with terrorism and fighting terrorism and unfortunately funding to go to support the fighting of terrorism and getting American and other hostages back. We have noticed that the American presidents are now taking a stand in this specific situation. I have long discussed the irony and the stupidity of the fact that every politician seems to have an opinion on Israel and what should be done there, despite the fact that no one really cares what they feel about India-Pakistan or Taiwan and China. No one really gives any care in the world to talking about that. But for some reason, we've always focused on the supposed Israel and Palestine issue. For anybody who's watched the media, we've seen pretty much all over the world, but especially in the United States, Many anti-Israel activists showing up at random events for presidential candidates in order to protest and scream out free Palestine and, you know, make some sort of scene in order to get attention or try and get the American or world politician on their side. Personally, I think this is somewhat of a waste of time because I don't think it really changes anything on the ground in Gaza or in Israel. However, we have actually seen one place that is starting to work, and it's a little bit of a shame. On this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the recent events around Joe Biden, the Democratic American president, and some of the actions he's taken, in my opinion, and by many's opinions, based solely on political points and upcoming election. The mainstream media has really pushed the idea that these protesters are getting to Joe Biden, and he's realizing with his, according to some polls, not so great approval rating, that he's going to have to dig deep and get those voters back. And one major block that he's lost, unfortunately for him, is the anti-Israel, pro-Arab groups who have been protesting against the current situation in the war. Fortunately for Israel, for some time now, he has been very supportive of the fact that Israel has defended itself from the rape, 
genocide terror party of Hamas in Gaza. But that is slowly changing as the political pressure moves towards him losing the votes of the Arabs. The first little setback we talked about last week, which was the fact that Secretary of State Blinken has said that the United States is going to recognize Palestinian territories and Palestinian statehood without any preconditions, without any end to the violence, without any kind of assurances for Israel's safety. Unfortunately, it seems like this wasn't enough for the pro-Palestinian, aka anti-Israel groups, because Biden is still unfortunately losing support among these groups. Unfortunately, that really hasn't helped him gain back the support from these anti-Israel groups. So he's had to go a little bit further. And most recently, just a number of days ago, Biden gives Israel 45 days to submit a report on international law violations or risk losing their military aid. Ironically, the military aid that right now Congress is having trouble even getting sent to Israel without a whole bunch of problems within their own system. But nonetheless, this new rule that Biden has installed is an attempt to appease the anti-Israel groups by claiming that all aid being given to anyone around the world by the United States must submit how they are not committing war crimes or international violations with those weapons. This is a huge turnaround from the way that United States and Israel used to function. United States understands what Israel is going through. United States has never demanded this because they know that even the International Court of Justice recently said that they are not committing war crimes. And I'm not a huge anti-Joe Biden person, but why is Joe Biden falling for this trap? Why is he going against the International Court of Justice that recently ruled that Israel has a right to continue what they're doing and they are not committing a genocide, they are not committing human rights violations, and so on. And then Biden comes out with this silly idea that Israel needs to defend itself to the United States to prove that they're not doing what the United States already knows they're not doing. You're telling me that the United States, the greatest intelligence around the world, can't figure this stuff out for themselves? Don't you think that if the United States knew that the Israelis were actually committing war crimes or problems because they can see on all their satellites and all their intelligence, don't you think they would have asked them to stop or cut off the aid already? So what is this all about? Why is Joe Biden demanding for Israel to do this? And my view on this is it's simply politics. He is playing politics because unfortunately there's an election coming up and what he needs to do is play both sides of the field. Instead of sticking with Israel, which is what he started to do, because that was right, that was on the side of not raping, that's on the side of not genocide and not hostage taking of Americans, by the way. Many of these people were American dual citizens, which he has pretty much just said, eh, not our problem. He's not demanded them back. He's not demanded their release. Nothing. But at minimum, he stood up with Israel saying they have a right to defend themselves. And United States in the past has done much worse when they were attacked. So, you know what? Save me the holier than thou idea that the United States should be telling anybody what to do. But what President Biden is trying to do is indicate to those anti-Israel people that he's quote unquote doing something to try and stop Israel, even though it seems like deep down he really doesn't want to. He knows that his first inkling was right. He knows that the intelligence is on his side, that Israel is doing the right thing to fight terror and doing the best they can under these impossible situations. But he still has to pretend to appease the anti-Israel groups. We're going to make them prove to us they're not committing war crimes. 
I hate to point out Joe Biden. First of all, the biggest problem you have here is that if you say that Israel supplied you with ample evidence that they are not using the weapons for war crimes, do you really think these anti-Israel people are going to believe you? Do you think they're going to accept your intelligence and the papers that Israel gave you? Come on, let's be honest. They're not going to believe you. They're not going to believe anything they see that goes against their ideas. So really, you're just wasting your time. There is no point trying to rationalize with people who literally have ignored rape, murder, and hostages. They are ripping down posters of people who are still being held captive. And you think these people are going to go, oh, you know what? I was against aid to Israel, but now that they said to you they weren't committing war crimes and I've never seen the documents, so I'll, I'll just take you at your word. I believe you fully and I'm going to vote for you too now because of what you did. The reality is he's playing both sides and losing both sides. He has on one side the pro-Israel groups who have supported him in the sense of the way he's acted thus far for the most part. But now you're losing those people because you're showing that you are holding Israel to a double standard that you hold no other countries to. And meanwhile, the anti-Israel groups who don't care for you right now are not going to be like, oh, great, he got some documents from Israel who says that they're doing fine. So cool, I'm going to vote for him. You're losing everybody. This is a complete failure on so many levels, politically, morally, realistically, sticking for your allies. This is a huge failure. And Joe Biden, unfortunately, has fallen into the trap of trying to win an election rather than doing what is right. One major irony about this whole thing is that Joe Biden is demanding all of this information from Israel to prove what they're doing is legitimate and is not a crime, even though the International Court of Justice has already said that. He is not, at the same time, demanding in 45 days for Hamas to do anything about the hostages. He hasn't demanded that Hamas stops firing rockets in the next 45 days. He has not demanded that they release the hostages in 45 days or even allow the International Red Cross, which has been a joke, to do anything within the next 45 days. Literally nothing has to be done on the side of Hamas while everything seems to have to happen on the side of Israel or else risk losing funding. And I'm not sure how many of my followers are pro-Biden, anti-Biden, whatever, pro-Trump, anti-Trump or anybody else for that matter. This is kind of why I don't like talking about these topics is because they're so polarizing. I am absolutely not for or against Biden. To be honest with you, I'm Canadian, so therefore I have no vote in this election. And aside from the major impacts on the entire world, this doesn't affect me in any way. So don't take what I'm saying as I'm totally anti-Biden or that I'm totally pro-Trump or vice versa. What I'm trying to point out is the hypocrisy of when people act a certain way when they know something is right. And then all of a sudden, when an election is coming up, they change everything about what they believe to get votes. And at risk is hostages, terror, sovereignty over your nation, being able to defend yourself. Israel is not a pawn in this election, and it shouldn't be a pawn. And if you can't stand up for what is right without losing an election, if it was me and I was running for an election, I'd say, I'm going to do what's right. And if I get voted out, so be it. I can sleep well at night knowing that I did what I needed to do. So please don't mistake what I'm saying as a vote supporting one side or the other. I'm simply pointing out the current administration and the mistakes they're making playing politics. And at risk is the Jewish nation and its well-being and safety. And this really leads me to the main point of this podcast. And it's interesting if you think about this with me, is that the way that the United States treats Israel is like a child. 
We, the big brother or the parent, tells you what to do, how you should respond to things, how you should act, how you shouldn't do this and how you should do that. And if not, you're going to get punished. Be careful. If you do this wrong, I'm going to punish you. It is like a child, the way they treat Israel. What other nation does the United States or frankly, any people in the West control so strongly other than Israel? Why is Israel held to this standard that they are not allowed to be a free nation without someone else telling them how to live? Does the United States tell Canada how to live or how to defend themselves or how to police their population or how not to police their population? Does the United States tell India how to deal with Pakistan or does India just do whatever it wants because it knows what to do in its own region? There are almost no other countries that the United States has such control over. The way that they treat Israel is like they can't make these decisions for themselves or frankly, they shouldn't make these decisions for themselves because you don't know well enough. We know, we'll tell you what to do and you better listen or else. It is absolutely outrageous that this is happening. And even funnier, when you think about it even more, when you talk about Gaza, the West Bank or Judea and Samaria, the Palestinian Authority, the Palestinians in general, whatever you want to call them, if you think about how they're treated, they're not treated as children. They're treated pretty much like newborn babies where nothing is their fault. Nothing they do is their fault. When they say outwardly, we are going to kill the Jewish state, we're going to do October 7th over and over and over again, the United States and the world goes, oh, it's okay. They're just silly kids. What do they know, right? They're, they don't know what they're talking about. That's not what they really mean. Meanwhile, they're actually saying it, and that is what they mean. But the world just pretends that they're babies and they don't know what they're doing. So, oh, it's so cute when they say that they want to genocide the Jews. Isn't that cute? They No, they don't mean that. And everyone keeps putting words into their mouth. What they really mean. No, no, what they really mean when they say from the river to the sea is uh, it's an aspirational idea that they're going to have freedom within that area. The Jewish state is treated like a child and blamed and punished. And then the Palestinian people are treated like newborns who are just incapable of doing anything wrong because they're just so darn cute and they just, isn't that cute? They shoot their little rockets off and the Iron Dome stops them. So they don't really hurt anybody. It's, you know, it's no big deal. It is absolutely crazy when you look at these two things together. In the end, really, it is absolutely unbelievable when politics infests doing what is right versus what is wrong. And no matter who the politician is, all sides do it. Everybody panders to this side or that side. Everybody wants to get as many votes as they can and will literally say anything that they need to say to get those votes. Politics shouldn't get in the way of people's lives and doing what is right. Because even those anti-Israel people who believe that they know better don't realize that the people on the ground in Gaza deserve a life without Hamas. They deserve a life not under the oppression of this terrorist regime. So you may not realize it, but doing the right thing like supporting Israel's removal of Hamas and removal of the UN from that region that's been funding Hamas is the better thing to do. And if it loses you votes or loses you the election, to be honest with you, I don't know how you're going to sleep at night winning an election with this war continuing for the next five years because you are both sides in this issue. The US really needs to stop treating Israel like a child that it can scold and it can wag its finger at every time it doesn't like what Israel is doing. 
Meanwhile, handcuffing Israel, because they're not allowed to defend themselves against these poor babies, the Palestinian Authority and the Hamas terrorists, they don't know any better. They don't mean it when they say and do all that murdering stuff. It's just cute when they try and kill people. But don't actually do anything about it because that's not really good for my political career. Israel honestly needs to do what it needs to do in order to keep its people safe. That is its responsibility as a sovereign nation. Period. End of story. And if the USA wants to get in their way, I'm sure the Israelis will be more than happy to go at it alone. Because you know what? The United States needs to stop treating Israel like a child. And they need to stop treating Palestinian Arabs like newborns who are not in control of their own destiny and their own lives and their own elections and their own leadership. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time.